Welcome to the third episode of Future on the Fly. Today I'm joined by Doug Billhart, CEO of Second Street, a software company located in St. Louis, Missouri. Mr. Billhart is also a professor at Washington University, where he is the academic director of entrepreneurship. He is also a managing partner at Billhart Growth Partners and the chairman of Father McGivney Catholic High School's school board. He attended Truman State University for journalism has a degree in communication from Boston University and obtained his MBA from Washington University. Walk me through your thought process behind each of your degrees, starting with journalism degree at Truman, then your decision to get a degree in communication at Boston University, and then finally to get your MBA at WashU. What were kind of the goals behind each of those? Yeah, sure. So it's my pleasure. So. Um, Yes, I have, I have a couple different degrees at a couple different um, times in, in, in the ages, if you will, in my life. But um, so I started out, I got a degree from Truman State in journalism. You know what it was really is um, I just liked being creative. And uh, it's a particular university I went to. It was one of the more creative degrees, I guess, that you could get um, in terms of communication. But I w- but what I liked about it was I was really curious to learn more about other people and what they're doing and the challenges that they're having. And that's a really great thing about uh, journalists that you may not realize is they just they get to go in and out of a lot of different people's lives and a lot of industries and ask a lot of questions. And I think those are the parts of that that I love the most. Um, and then when I graduated from Truman State, I wasn't really ready to go into the workforce yet. So I got so I went on to grad school at Boston University to get a degree in communications. And honestly, it was right when the internet was starting. And I always viewed the internet as multiple mediums. So not just print um, communication, but also audio and also video, sort of putting it all together. So I would have liked to have a degree, not just in communications, but if you will, in all, all um, mediums. They didn't really have such a thing at the time. So I kind of focused on broadcasting, even though I spent more time doing um, internet stuff, if you will, than anything else. And then I got a job at Disney working actually for Disney.com. So, so those, those skills worked out perfectly. And then later in life, after I started companies and were running companies, I realized that um, maybe uh, understanding business a little better would help me actually as a business person. So I went back and got my MBA. And at that time, I was, I was employing a lot of people who had business degrees and uh seemed like they were smarter than i was even at my what i was doing within my own company in fact sometimes they would have meetings and not invite me (laughs) it was slowing them down too much so i went back to get my mba so i could talk to some of my own employees and speak their language um, and have it make sense so those are some rationales for the different degrees that i have and were there things you did during college that you thought were extra beneficial to you later on in your career? Yeah. So, so one of the things that I did in college, the way, the way college works is, I, I mean, for many people, there's like three parts to it. There's like what you do for class. And then there's the other part, which you read about, like what you do socially. 
to blow off steam and have fun. And then there's another one too, which is are the clubs and activities and such that you join. And um, that's the part of college I remember the most. It's not, it's not actually the having the fun part. And honestly, it's not even the classroom part, but it's the clubs that I was involved in and the leadership opportunities there. So, um, so not only was I, not only was I a, a writer for the newspaper, eventually I had my own column in the newspaper. So I, I remember the most trying to come up with those columns each week. But then uh, eventually I was creating um, tel uh, video programs for the television station and then eventually running the television station. So that's really where I got my practice in for being a leader, for managing people, for setting schedules, for um, uh, you know, figuring out how to network to get all the things done that I needed to get done with no, with no budget. Um, so those are the, that's the aspect of college where I think a lot of people, especially people that are self-motivated, get the most out of it, the different clubs and activities that they're involved in, especially when they're related to their major. How important were the specific colleges you went to, to your career success? And along with that, do you think employers value school prestige? Um, I think that if you are, um, if your main focus in college is getting a job, right, which uh, arguably it should be, right, um, what, the way you should pick your college is you should, if you can, you should try to attend the job fair that your college is putting on and then envision yourself four years from now going to that fair and asking yourself what types of employers were there and what opportunities were there. I didn't even think about that. Didn't even think about that until I became a senior and then realized, hey, wait a second, maybe uh, this college didn't have the right types of employers that they, you know, for, for me, for what I wanted to do. I wouldn't even thinking about that stuff until too late. But I will tell you, at the more prestigious universities, um, a Boston University, for example, or Washington University, um, those generally have more richer career fairs, if you will, than some of the other schools. But that still doesn't mean that you're guaranteed jobs. It just makes it just makes the access to it a little bit easier and the alumni access a little to it a little bit easier. But if you take sort of your, um, you know, you know, your state schools, if you will, they still have tremendous opportunities, but you may just have to network a little bit harder than than the way that some of the prestigious schools can bring uh, opportunities to you on campus. When did you start your career at Disney and what kind of work were you doing? So I started when I came out of grad school and initially I was working on their CD-ROM division. These are uh, discs, believe it or not, that go into computers. So I was working in their games um, division there. I, in fact, what I was doing is I, was, I wasn't myself doing it, but I was helping them to translate a game into like 27 different languages. I wasn't doing the translations, but I was, um, I was coordinating uh, getting the different media, if you will, to the folks that knew Korean and the folks that knew Japanese and the folks, um, you know, the folks that knew um, German for example, in coordinating it amongst those to deliver a final product, getting it through testing, all the different steps that you do. So that was really, that was really interesting for me to see that concept. Um, 
And then I was really excited to uh, move on to Disney.com, their new uh, internet division that they were starting. And that was a really fun place to be at a really fun time. And the world was your oyster to just sort of get involved in projects and make yourself useful and to become a domain expert, if you will. So what I really focused on there was their online print studio. So this is at a time, uh, and still maybe today too, but it's a time when computers were a big deal and printers were a big deal. So I did a lot of different things that would um, encourage kids to print and maybe to color or to um, or to do different types of um, oh like paper dolls and different types of things like that with all the different Disney characters, which allowed for us to create some fun partnerships with uh, Hewlett Packard printers and others in the process. So again, for me, it was a really creative way to um, engage with an audience in a bunch of different mediums uh, to do some interesting stuff. What do your day-to-day -day activities look like today? Obviously, you're involved with multiple things, so kind of breaking those down separately, what do your daily activities actually look like? Yeah, so I, I, have, a, I have a unique, there's there, not a lot of people are in this situation that I am, um, where, they're, where they have like multiple full-time jobs, if you will. So I'm a professor at Washington University I'm also the academic director uh, of entrepreneurship at Washington University. So I'm, so I'm looking out for their larger entrepreneurship program at the Olin Business School as well. I also um, own and run Second Street at the same time, software company. I also um, invest with my brother and build our growth partners in, in um, companies that we buy and sell. And I'm also highly active at Father McGivney Catholic High School at the chairman of the board. So all those different things that I said, on any given day, I'll bounce around all five of them in different ways. So I could, I could start my morning talking about um, uh, things we need to do at McGivney for the new baseball field that we're building, um, all the way down to, doing, to grading papers <laughs> for a class that I'm doing, and then all the way down to something strategic for Second Street, the software company that I have, either our goals for the for the um, quarter or for a new piece of software that we're releasing or something to do with um, employee benefits for our company. So, so I have an interesting, an interesting place where I'm like I'm always busy on like five, six different entities and projects at the, at the same time. So, um, and honestly, a mind like mine, if you will, entrepreneurial mind like mine needs that kind of stimulation uh, to kind of get me through the day and make things interesting. So that's, that's a day in my life today. Oh, I also have four kids <laughs> and, uh, chase them around as well, uh, along with loving wife and, um, occasionally even play fetch with the dog. So I can do all of these things, uh, in a given day and I love it. It's great. For a younger audience that wants to pursue entrepreneurship, what do you recommend they do in college? Is a business degree important or should they focus on getting a more technical degree that would supplement the business side? Yeah. So if you want to become an entrepreneur, I think you need to do more than just learn entrepreneurship. I think of um, entrepreneurship um, and paired with a subject area in which you're an expert is the way to go. It's kind of like, um, you're too young for this, but it's kind of like wine and cheese. It's kind of like the pairing of the two, 
make a lot more sense than just either one or the other by themselves. So I, I, for example, became an expert in the media industry. And then I applied my entrepreneurial skills against it to start companies. So, so I think it's, I think it's important that you, that you are, um, that you're deep in some subject area for, so you can really understand the pain points in that area and then apply your entrepreneurial skills against it. So I like when students have entrepreneurship as a minor or as a double major. I think uh, that's, I personally think that's the way to go, especially when you're a student. As an employer, what qualities do you look for in workers and when is an MBA necessary? So um, the things that I really like in workers are the things I can't teach. So I really like um, intellect and I really like work ethic. And those are the two things I'm pretty much trying to figure out in a job interview, trying to figure out how smart you are and trying to figure out how hard you'll work because everything at the company that we're doing, we can teach, but those other two things that we can't, um, I think, I think in, in MBA is different. I think that's at a point where you want to have five, six years of work experience and you probably want to consider an MBA if you're maybe like the job that you're doing, but you want to take it to a totally different level or to a totally different type of employer or a totally different type of job. So it becomes, it becomes to me something you want to do in your late twenties to kind of switch careers or to kind of, kind of jump up a rung on the ladder, if you will, in a, in a different, uh, in a different place. So that's, that's, that's how I kind of view the, it's kind of two part, two part question with a little bit, a little bit different aspects, but that's how, that's how I would answer that. What advice do you have for current high school and college students? Well, my advice for young people is almost always the same, which is uh, make sure you're, make sure you're having fun. Make sure that you are having fun. I don't, I don't mean like, I don't mean like screwing around, <laughs> you know, with uh, our um, making bad mistakes or those kinds of things um, or blowing things off. But I just mean, make sure that you are in the moment and that you are enjoying it because you are not going to find a single person my age who wouldn't kill to be back in your shoes uh, and to have those experiences over again. So make sure that you really enjoy it. That being said, that being said, though, look, look for things that are going to set you up for the for the future. Look for good college and vocational choices that you're actually going to really enjoy and um, try to get as many experiences as you can. I think this podcast is a perfect opportunity to to hear from different adults and um, different types of entrepreneurs, maybe steer you in a direction that you weren't thinking of before. I know I love my parents to death. I, I'm, I'm not doing, uh, although I guess I'm a teacher now, but I'm not doing all the same things that they, that they did. Not that, I, not that I don't love that and appreciate what they did, but it was other experiences that opened me up to other areas that I thought I might be interested in as well. So to bring that all back again, make sure you are living in the moment and that you're having fun and you're making, making uh, the best choices you can take advantage of the opportunity that you're in. But keep your eye out. Keep your eye out for all these different cool careers and experiences that you might want to try because at this point, really, the world is your oyster and uh, there's no reason you can't make it happen. A huge thank you to Mr. Villhard for his time and advice. Stay tuned for the next episode of Future on the Fly.